2: kind of odd to do this for a movie that was, uh, well, out in 1996, but serious spoilers ahead, people. If you have not seen The Birdcage, go watch it now, or do not listen to this episode. This
0: is Josh. This is Phil. This is Nick. And as the opening disclaimer stated, this is all a movie, and we're talking about The Birdcage to continue our, not really year-long, but, like, Basically, from point A to point B. Uh, remembrance, uh, remembrance of the great Robin Williams. Yeah, as this month does mark the one the year. year,
1: one year. It's been I can't year. believe It's been a year. Already. I it's know. Been
2: um, I know, and I can tell you, the world is a little less funny. He still lives on because have you heard? You, I mean, you've heard all the different things just coming out of the word work of the different charity work that he did, oh, and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I like that when he did stand up, uh, he always made it to. It's like kind of like uh, one of the one of his criteria. You know, a lot of people like, you know, hey, I want green M&M's. I want to I wanna be picked up in a black limousine. No. Yeah. His criteria was he wanted at least uh, 12 of the staff to be homeless people. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> that way they can That's work for cool. a day. Yeah. That was one of his stipulations. If he worked anywhere, they had to hire, you know. Well, uh, that, is, many... that draws
0: back from his yeah. uh, comic relief days. And honestly, mm-hmm. all the charity work that he's done, it's going to be years down the road. Like we mm-hmm. talked about on the past episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where there's a moratorium on the use of his image and everything for 25 years. Oh wow! Where no media, no nothing, nobody can Mm -hmm. like for commercial purposes, right? For commercial purposes or anything like that, it's like no, you can't. And it's going to be probably about that time. Where everything he's done, at least charity-wise, will be out there because he was a quiet person when he came to charity. Oh, I know.
1: Well, that's the whole point, you know. Exactly. If you're gonna do something charitable, you don't want to toot your own horn. And he never did. That's yeah. very Paris Hilton, you know, <laughs> yeah. Kim Kardashian-ish, and media yeah. whore. Yeah, fuckheads. Anyway, exactly but. Um, <laughs>
0: We are talking the birdcage, and as this is also the anniversary of nowhere, California, I figured this would be a poignant one for the anniversary of nowhere, California, the birdcage. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, <laughs> getting
1: just a little gay.
0: <laughs> I think that's been said a lot about this podcast. <laughs> oh, we've been there. No, this is a
1: great one. You know, like I was really bummed because I get to uh, I had to sit out on the the anniversary episode. Yeah. Um, you know, with the with the baby and all that stuff, and we just fussy time and all that. Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm really glad to be jumping back in on this episode because, uh, this, I love this movie. Oh, this, is, this is, this awesome is, I watched this two or three times in the theater yeah. mm-hmm. and just love, love this film. And it's not just the, it's not just your, uh, main players in the, no. in the film. It's, you know, your, Han- your Hank Azaria. Yeah. It's, you know, the
2: police the Calista
0: Yeah. Jane Hackman, before yeah. we get into like the main part of it, there's one thing I didn't really want to mention before we really got into this. like, uh, we've mentioned I' Bill's made the immortal joke of when Matt was here. I'm stuck between two Mormons. And, like before this movie came out, i like, I whenever it came to, like gay culture and all that stuff, mm-hmm. I, I was always I was a sheltered mormon boy. Mm-hmm. And look at me now um, <laughs> and never really like. It was like, yeah, gay stuff, okay. Yeah, no, I don't really care. But then it was a Robin Williams movie and everything, so I was like, I gotta watch this. Mm-hmm. And I know it's not probably like the like? like the clear, defined, like, oh, gay people are like this. Oh, this no, was no, like no, no. the no. first mainstream movie with uh, gay leading characters that kind of brought normalcy. Not yeah. the stereotypical, like, hey, but yes, look at Nathan Lane's character, but still, it... Crack that shelter for me. Where it was just like, Mm -hmm. oh, okay, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) yeah.
1: Um, Yeah. I think it's it had a lot to do with the fact that it addressed uh, a situation where you have two gay parents who raise a son. Yeah, and I I love the humor in the fact that the gay parents were upset that he was he turned out straight. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) you know, know, and it's it's I think it, it. crossed the threshold that, uh, at the time was becoming much more acceptable, but also at the same time was a bit cutting edge and pushing the envelope, and, uh, it was, it just paid off, it was hilarious, absolutely hilarious.
0: But we'll get into that more when we start discussing the movie, so let's (laughs) let Phil do his usual, let's talk budget.
2: Alright, well, it should come to no, uh surprised that this movie was a rousing success. Uh the budget was 31 million and it grossed 185 million 186,682 worldwide. Nice. So this was a very very well executed well done film. And yeah, it, it definitely shows, like,
0: it's... It shows and the it performances, of the cast. Like we say, the cast. the cast, the crew, and everything. So yeah, let's go and jump into... Cast, right? The cast and crew. This was 1996?
1: Oh, whoops. And I it have... had 100, $130 million? Yes. $136 million budget? Yes, yes. Yeah.
0: yes it did. Sweet Jesus. Okay. Well, yeah, I think That's, locale.
1: Yeah, yeah, locale. I mean, I, I get it, you know, palm, palm Beach,
0: but... Sets and probably... I
1: think makeup. <laughs>
0: makeup. Makeup,
1: <laughs> makeup and wardrobe was probably wardrobe the biggest. <laughs> Uh, you know, and maybe it just went to the actors themselves. because yeah, the couple salaries. The, the, cast, the cast is nothing to shake a stick yeah. yeah, I mean,
0: at. If any producer is getting these type of people in on a cast, you give them whatever the freak they want. Yeah, oh,
2: exactly. And this, the, 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 this uh, God, this ensemble is just so great. <clears throat> First, you got Robin Williams um, as Armin Goldman. You got Gene Hackman as Senator Kevin Keeley. Yeah. Nathan Lane as Albert Goldman. Mm-hmm. Um, Diane West, is it West or West? Diane, Diane West as uh, Louise Keeley.
0: Yeah, Senator uh, Keeley's wife. Yeah, yeah
2: Dan yeah. Dan Fetterman, Val Goldman, that's their
0: son. Which <laughs> and, uh, uh, we cool. talked about him on The Fisher King, didn't we? Yes, we did. Yeah, he played one of the thugs in The Fisher King that beat the crap out of Robin Williams. Oh, did he? Cool. And yeah.
2: uh, it was probably like some sweet talking that got him into this yeah. uh, thing. Well, or, honestly, uh, it, was it was probably yeah. An audition. Yeah. yeah we, I was, I think, hey,
0: wait a second, didn't you beat I, the crap out of me in the past? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I
1: think it was probably mm-hmm. more of, because of the caliber that Robin Williams... Uh, is talent-wise, not just comedic, but acting as well. Oh, yeah. I think he probably was like, yes, this this guy's going to be perfect. I work with him in Fisher King, and he's going to be perfect. Oh, yeah, and he, he did a stellar performance. And yeah. then, of course, you got Callista Flockhart.
2: Now, this was uh, this was before Ally McBeal, right? Yes. This is before believe he, so. she really found... Right. You and know, this, fame in Alan McBeal? You know there, there's another
1: aspect to this. If I jump in really quick. It's, sure. Uh, there's another aspect to this. Besides just a gay couple raising a straight mm-hmm. son, uh, the son is... 20 19 20
0: 21 No, 21. I don't think
1: he's 21 yet. I think 20, I think he's 20, I think he's 20 yeah. and Callista Flockhart is 17. She's supposed to be 17 in there. Oh my god. She's not even 18 yet. Okay. And um, it, it was one of those stereotypical culture type things and I don't mean culture as far as gay culture, straight culture. I mean money. Having that kind of money, that something, an arrangement like that would be completely acceptable. Right. Um, But But I remember hearing that going, what the fuck? (laughs) But also, (laughs) a
0: two two key thing about it is uh, Senator Keeley, Gene Hackman's character, is ultra conservative.
1: Right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's the, we'll we'll get to it in a minute, but it's, yeah, it's the the manifesto that he and the, uh, Mm -hmm. the other guy. Yeah, we'll, we'll stumble into that world
2: in a moment. Okay, and of course we got Hey, Kazaria as uh, Agadar. Oh, Agadar.
1: Uh, Agadar. Uh, Agadar Spartacus. <laughs>
2: oh, God. And Christine, and Christine Baranski. Christine Baranski. Sorry, yes. man, I'm jumping on you there. No, no,
1: go ahead. She's She was one of my favorite aspects. Oh, awesome. She's such a tremendous... She's one of my
2: favorite parts of the Grinch. Yes,
1: and she's, she's just... Well, she's just a tremendous actress all around. She, she Singer, is. dancer, you know, the whole nine yards. Very she's a great improv actress. And, uh... Oh yeah, her scenes with with Robin Williams and, and Nathan Lane are just oh, lou- outrageously oh, good. I love um, it. I just
0: looked it up. Uh, Ali McBeal was ninety seven in this. Oh, episode. so a year later. Yeah, year later. yeah. So, so it was. was so I was right. It was before. Mm-hmm. It was before. So good. And then um, um, I guess uh, that's the main. I that's think the that, main. Those are the main players. Who, who was the director and writer of on this one? The director.
2: Yeah, cool. Let me go back. Director. Uh, was Mike Nichols. Uh very talent. amazing nice. talent yeah. director. Yeah, a lot yeah, of work famous, with the, uh, uh, famous for, what is he most famous for? Yeah. closer, uh, uh, closer, oh, closer, oh, The Graduate. The Graduate.
0: Yeah. Uh, Charlie, Wilson's Charlie Wilson's
1: War. Charlie Wilson's War. Uh, okay. Mike Nichols, did he's he do a, uh, very
0: well-versed director.
1: Didn't Mike Nichols direct uh, Wayne's World? Uh, it's not, it's not here. Maybe yeah. it's not. not the I, I know he's tied with a lot of the SNL alumni. Yeah. Yeah. But so, I don't think he
0: would. He yeah, was maybe that. that I,
1: no,
2: I, I don't. I don't think he was involved. I'm in this one, talking out no. my ass. No, no,
0: you're you're really but, not um, here. I but just, still, it's, you know. it's very well known in the film world that Mike Nichols is a director. Well, director.
1: This mm. is, you know, this is an adaptation of uh, La Cage aux Folles. Yeah. Mm. Um, oh yeah, thank you. It. Yeah, it's um, is that, yeah, the, not a. Yeah, remake? remake, remake, remake. Oh, it's or, it's uh, a, an American.
2: Well,
0: yeah, American it's an American. American yeah, active.
1: it's it's been. One? Tackled on film before. It, one of those was that. Uh, <laughs> right. it was adapted from. The Americans didn't uh, Right. It was. Well, see, here's a reason why they didn't fuck it up. Okay. Um, one of the writers was uh, Jean Poiret, one of the original writers, writers there you for, go. The, for the play. Oh, oh Lacage. Yeah, Lacage. Lacage à Faux. Yeah, lecage, yeah. Lecage thank you. Um, and it, it's famous for its, yes. uh, you know, its cross dressing scenes and things like that. Yeah. And it's. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, the fact that. It, you know, Poiret is on it. In on it is huge. You know, you can't can't mess things up really when you get the original writer to come in and go, "Hey, here's what you, you do." You know, then, right. again with this cast, yeah. So
2: the spirit's there, along even, with the even cast. Even if they
1: had gone completely off book and done something else, we still would have had an amazing film.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. Exactly. And I guess now would be the best time to just jump in at first. Oh yeah. Because uh, you get it right off the bat with the movie, what you're getting yourself into. Because oh, yeah. the opening scene is in the club, mm-hmm. and we're wondering where. Nathan Lane is at. Everybody's. Yeah. His big role is coming up. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, the incomparable Starina. Starina. Starina, Starina. Starina, Starina. Starina uh-huh. yeah? But he's not wanting to go on. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh. oh, his performance is so In, good. It's awesome the tone it sets right off the bat. Mm-hmm. It's not even like one of those movies where it's like, okay, opening credits, you're. Let everybody sit down and realize what's going on, and everything. No, you're getting drunk. You're, <laughs> you're there.
1: You're there. What, uh,. Were there any awards won for this?
2: Yeah, the awards.
0: uh, Before we even really jump into the movie, we might as well go into the awards.
1: Well,
2: you know. It was nominated for awards. Well, to start, it's six wins and 21 nominations. Yeah. Uh, Right. So
1: it it was definitely in the race.
2: Right. And And it was across
1: a pretty sizable field,
0: ranging from the Oscars, Screen Actors
1: Guild, Golden Globes.
0: Globes. But that's kind of the key thing that we were going to point out is the Screen Actors Guild. Uh, Did you want to...
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the uh, on the Screen Actors Guild, it actually won for outstanding performance by a cast, and that's so that great. was that was everybody. Yeah, uh, and that's the one
0: thing I really do like about Screen Actors Guild mm-hmm. is the fact that they do have that cast award because you can I have a great that. movie, horrible cast,
1: right? Yeah, and and vice versa. the The other ones that are the two that were nominated uh, along with the Screen Actors Guild uh, <clears throat> was the outstanding performance by a male actor in a supporting role, which was Hank Azaria for right. Agador Right. Oh, uh, well, he, uh, he but they not wear shoes. Um,
2: he absolutely stole <clears> the show in that.
1: Yes. Yeah. When, it, when it got to the, the moments, uh, you know, in between moments and then, and then the dinner scene, oh my God. Wait, what about the tramp? Oh my God. It's hilarious. <so late. laughs> Outstanding performance by a male actor in a supporting role, Nathan Lane. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Was nominated, but they didn't win. However, Nathan Lane did win for the
0: American Comedy Awards uh, in 97. And I four. believe that award system is gone.
1: Yeah, I think so too. If yeah. not, the in terms blockbuster. But I'm going <laughs> I'm, I'm to go ahead and
2: say this. I, I know we'll we'll cover trivia, but I got to get this out here right now. Sure. This was a breakout role in a film for Nathan Lane. Oh, absolutely. Exactly. He was yeah. uh, he was a notable Broadway
0: star. Oh well, but this really uh, it really put him on the map. In movies, well, even to delve a little bit more into the trivia before we get into the trivia. Mm-hmm. Originally, the leads were going to be Robin Williams as Nathan Lane's character, yeah, and Steve Martin was going to be. Uh, which
1: I'm glad they went the other direction. I'm, I'm, glad, is, I'm glad too. This is one of those things, kind of like John Candy was supposed to play Lewis Tully in Ghostbusters, but he yeah. says
0: no, this isn't right for me. I'm going to pass it off to you know exactly. I think uh, for Steve Martin, it was a scheduling issue. Mm-hmm. Good. But also, well, sometimes that's the best. You know, yeah, that's the best. Also as much great. as I love Steve Martin too, yeah. it's just this was just too <clears throat> perfect. It was oh yeah. that per- that it was Jenga. It was movie Jenga. Yeah.
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, like I said, you know, uh, kind of like how John Candy's call was, hey, uh, maybe I shouldn't do this for Ghostbusters. Um, even if it was scheduling or whatnot, I think it's really neat that, you know, the great ones yeah. can say, it's like, Yeah, I can't do this. Oh yeah, But it, it, was, won't, it won't lose without me. Well, well we, we kind know. of
0: would have known how Robin would have played it through his stand-up comedy and everything. He probably would have gone with his... Uh, Usual gay voice, oh, the yeah. San Francisco Fashion Police. Yeah, right. He probably would have knocked See, it down now, a couple notches, but this it. is
1: another thing. This is another testament to how talented Robin Williams is as an actor.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, of course, you know, Dead Poet Society and oh, yeah. Good Will Hunting. You know, we, we've seen him do some wonderful stuff. Yes, but for this, um, he had to play the straight man. Yeah, the, basically the straight gay man. He yes. was more of the. Um the masculine one uh aspect of it. I mean he was very much gay and yeah. still somewhat flamboyant as well. Yeah. But uh was more of the serious toned uh oh, yeah. know, gay character in this. He's one. not over and the so, top. No, not at all. And no. um you know, it was it was well done, you know. I just He he was phenomenal. Everybody was really phenomenal. However, the feelings. only time he got into that was when he went, you know, fussy, fussy
2: one, Madonna, 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 Madonna Eartha Keen, Martha Kin. Yeah. And then he goes, but you got to keep but you it gotta all inside. See, now he, <laughs> got, he got to get his flamboyant out. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, for the most oh. of it, to play it that one way. But it still didn't make him any less funny. Well, you even saw he just, it like,
0: even like how we're talking about the opening sequence, how he's moving around. The club and everything. Uh-huh. He, he had his flamboyance this, but he knew to keep it oh, down a couple yeah. nights. yeah. Because he, how he presented himself through the club as the owner, the host, and everything, checking on everybody. How the waiter was like, yeah, the Kennedys are here. And he's like, is it Teddy? Yeah, which one, which one is it? No, well, even if they send, were...
1: Send him a bottle of water or something yeah. like that. Even, <laughs> even, even if coffee, they were high coffee, up, what it, I yeah. think
2: is really funny... Or what they really hit on the head is that they were real people. Yeah, these
0: weren't just caricatures. Yeah, it was going to stereotypical. Yeah, yeah. This was as much as it is in a drag club, and oh yeah, and this
1: was a uh, West Palm Beach couple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who yeah. you know were co owners of this club, mm-hmm. and you know, and who were this is what they did for a living, yeah. and they proudly did it for a living, okay. you know. And uh, it's not until you get the ultra conservative Senator Keeley that jumps into the mix that things get a little crazy, and of course, yeah. it's it's it again. It's a huge, huge scream towards good parenting mm-hmm. for what, what parents will do to support their kids. You know, and even
0: before the Keeley wrench is thrown into the mix, there's mm-hmm. already one wrench that gets thrown in right away. As Robin and Nathan are going back and forth, Nathan thinks he's cheating on. Aha! Uh-huh. Wait, who is he?
4: Who is he? Where's your little?
0: Chippy! Because he's. Oh,
2: <laughs> oh that's yes. right. The white wine. The white wine. The white and wine. Oh,
1: oh the th- th- that through. I'm switching totally white over. wines because of tannins. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but that,
0: that whole sequence was honestly towards Mike Nichols, how he mm-hmm. set it up as kind of like leading you through, going like, is he cheating on Nathan Wine? Yeah. Because they don't really rebuild it until after they hug. Is, right. Yeah. And the his son. son is there, and then that's where we get how we were talking about. How uh, Nathan and Robin were kind of surprised that he turned out straight. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was very well executed. See, I'm, I'm playing the movie through in my head as we're no, doing it's this, fine. and it, you know, they go through the whole thing with Albert mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to get his ass on stage to play Starina. What did you just uh, give him?
4: What are you doing? Why? Why are you giving him drugs? What the hell are peyron tablets? It's aspirin with the A and the S is scraped off. My God, what a brilliant idea! I know. Scraped off. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, and he's like the genius. Like, genius. I
1: know. I know. Uh, that was another thing. Hank Azaria didn't just play a super flamboyant no gay character. He played a super flamboyant gay Guatemalan. Guatemalan. Are you afraid <laughs> of, of my Guatemalan? Yeah. You're what? <laughs> he, was, yeah. he was so good. Oh, absolutely. Like, Boy, basically. The, yes. Yes. Uh, but what? Uh, the scene that I remember is, you know, once there's the interaction between Val and um, Armand, and you know, you you get the idea finally that it's his son. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) It's later when Nathan (laughs) Lane comes up, and he's just pissed. He's back into that pissed-off mode, but now he's dressed like a hobo with one of his teeth blacked out, and he's got
0: little... I was watching It was fucking hilarious! And I noticed when he came in, dressed in the hobo gear and everything, it was like... (laughs) Well, he was just on stage in that full... Gloves like, on and the fucking flower. Freaking <laughs> leopards, leopard print dress and everything. And how quickly do they do their costume yeah. changes? Well, okay, Phil, oh. you
1: and I know in yes. theater you yeah. have to change quickly. Yes. quick yeah. uh, change. <clears throat> as, as somebody that I, uh, I did, uh, I had I had the very distinct privilege to do Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Yeah. Right. Uh, which is a huge... Uh, theater nerd show. That's oh, like, yeah. That's it's the, the show. Shakespeare it's is Shakespeare, but uh, that's the show that everybody really watches because you have to nail your Shakespeare, but you have to nail the comedy as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because uh, it's a play within a play. Yes. Uh, When we did it on stage um, at VVC, <laughs> me and Kimberly Kelly, um, respectively the King and the Queens, we started off as tragi- uh, tragedians, mm-hmm. uh, the traveling troupe, and uh, then we have to change very Quickly, I'm yep. Claudius, and, and, uh, and uh, I'm sorry, I'm spacing names right now, because I'm working on fumes.
2: Oh, that was good.
1: But uh, her and I, we walk off stage, and we almost immediately have to come back on stage for a scene. So mm-hmm. we're literally peeling clothes off, we're down to chonies, like <clears throat> Boss panties and chonies on the side stage, and there was a troop of maybe eight or ten people that were there to help us get... Oh, yeah. Our yeah. costume's on in time, so we could march back out there, and then you have to not
0: be out of breath.
1: Yeah. So, well, I mean, yeah. Even that's, in the vein of, like, Live, they've
0: mm-hmm. talked about how, you, like, they will mm-hmm. literally go backstage, and either somebody's mm-hmm. there to let the curtain up so they can just do it quickly, mm-hmm. or you, you're literally just balls out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you're... Oh, awesome yeah. change and, yeah. To that's, get ready because it's a matter of moments. Yeah, like. you have to be ready for that. And VIP, but also too to mention the interest yeah. How in depth that costume, the hobo costume, is though.
1: <laughs> <too>. <laughs> yeah, see, because it wasn't like it was subtle makeup. There yeah, was a lot of makeup on that costume. And I think
0: that was the. But you I could did. kind
2: of believe it, considering how many people they do have working uh, with them. You could imagine that there is a um, makeup person out there with the stuff. Right. For him absolutely. To come out and, I mean, almost a stencil to slap on his
0: face, and well, pretty like, well, much the way it is. I mean, I've
1: seen. Yeah, that. a lot of times that's the way it is. It's just a quick. You know, sometimes if you don't have. You know rouge for the cheeks to really get them, and then you'll pinch them a bit to get yeah. them, you know, red. But it's up. even funnier. And to just picture. Yeah, you yeah. know. So it's just the the quick change of it all. But it, it, for me, it was just the scene of watching yes. him walk in with that whole, you know, you you bastard, you know, <laughs> just that whole pissed off.
0: <laughs> and then the realization right back it's And
1: he's you know, like, "What? <laughs> Val? Why didn't you tell me?" <laughs> yeah. I wanted to surprise you.
0: And then we oh. get the opening scene in the morning where. Uh,
1: yes. Oh, when he's getting
0: oh, up for the. So when uh, uh, Nathan Lane's going around getting the. I think it was a giant cookie or cake. And he's saying. For my little piglet.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: for my little piglet.
0: And that shows you, like, we we're talking about how in depth that parenting was. Oh, yeah. Right. And uh, maybe not the most traditional family on earth, but it's a loving, freaking beautiful family. Yes. Yeah. It,
1: it did capture a lot of. Interesting um, aspects of of West Palm Beach culture and some of that very close knit. I, I imagine that um, the Bourbon Street in Louisiana and in um, New Orleans is a lot like this, where you have people that live right next door to one another, yeah. and so they're used to seeing each other every day and interacting with one another in little, uh, you know, markets on the street and things like that. And so everybody knows. Uh, everybody knows. Albert, as he's walking around, you yeah. know, morning, Albert, no, you know, yeah. so, uh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> everything, you know, just walking around in that pink outfit with the, the purse, yeah, you know, the purse and the hat, the huge hat and sunglasses, and that walk is just, perhaps one more schnecken
4: for the road, do you mind when the schnecken beckons?
0: So that's pretty much the home life of Armin everybody in their world of the birdcage the club in miami yeah so i guess the best thing to talk about now is uh the keelys mm-hmm.
1: oh god
0: and their, you know, their fun little world as their daughter announces that she's getting married at a very young age
1: yes she announces her engagement are you crazy you can't get married it's out of the question
4: we've been sleeping together for a year oh god has he been tested? Oh,
1: Kevin. Yes, and so have I. Oh. And it's just how matter of fact they are.
0: Yeah. You know, it's it's this. Well, it's like we said. It's ultra conservative. Right. Mm-hmm. So you
1: have Senator Keeley who's running up this committee for moral, <laughs> moral justice in America or yeah. something like that, with with uh, another senator. <sighs> And the news just breaks.
0: That other senator That the
1: other <laughs> senator died. Dies. But he died in the bed
0: of a what, 14, like a 15 underage, year old. Uh, I think they just said underage. Oh, uh, like, yeah. Underage. Uh, uh, minority prostitute. Yeah.
1: Minority <laughs> prostitute. <laughs> yeah. And I want, Phil, what's the line? What's the, what's the last word? <laughs> he
2: goes, the last words he said is, your
0: money's on the dresser, chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just the look on Hackman's oh, face as oh. this is being read on the news is just like oh you know they, oh they
1: couldn't have paired two people better you know he looks so high strung like he's just about to lose it but he also has that demeanor that he can carry yeah. himself as a politician and yeah. you have Diane Wiest who mm. is just
0: the, the put she's wire such his wife yeah she's, she's such just a home positive.
1: mother and yeah tries to just I have enjoyed her since parenthood oh, you know, it was I just. love her in <laughs> just about everything and uh mm. My the first memorable introduction to Diane Weast was Edward Scissorhands for me. Oh yeah, oh where yeah. She, where she plays the mom, uh, she's one know.
2: of those character
0: actresses that just <laughs> well, she's a great perfect. She's
1: a great mom.
2: She oh, plays she great moms. Yeah. Lost Boys.
0: Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, she yeah. She plays great moms. <laughs> and with all the controversy and everything, their idea of a wedding could fix everything.
1: <laughs> yeah. Again, another political spin on it. They're like, oh, you know, but it's also. Uh, and I can't think of uh, Calista Flockhart's... Wh- what is her name in the... Barbara, that's right, Barbara. 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 Don't call me that mother. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, you know, Barbara Keeling is the one who <clears throat> kind of brings up the idea that a wedding... A wedding would,
0: yeah, a wedding would be... wedding great, might make
1: yeah. everything great. You know, of course, pushing her agenda, but then... Comes the obstacle of.
0: Let's meet the family. You know,
1: how do you introduce these two families, the ultra conservatives and the super gay? Yeah. You know, like the, <laughs> the, the, every stereotype you've ever had about
0: Actually, the gay both culture. Sides. Yeah, oh yeah. Even the stereotypes of the yeah, conservative yeah. side. Well, that's right.
2: where you get to the root of this story comedy of errors. And that's oh, yeah. oh, yeah. is always so and that, right. that leads
0: to the comedy of errors of trying to figure out first, mm-hmm. they decide to try to get Albert out of the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which leads first into one of the most classic scenes of this entire movie is Starina not cooperating during rehearsals because the co-star, the dancer, <clears throat> is chewing gum.
1: <laughs> oh, that's one of my favorite quotes. As a matter of fact. Oh yeah, I can bring it up. Yeah, uh, I, I, bring I think it up. I have it right here. Yeah, that's the one where he's like, uh, where, you know, where this I'm is where right he's chewing gum and he says chewing gum helps me think. Sweetie, you're wasting your gun. So Just funny. the deliveries, the clothes, and everything. Oh, it's great. Oh, and then, of course, this leads to
2: uh, that uh, part where I said where Robin Williams gets to actually be flamboyant Oh, yeah. one scene.
4: You do an eclectic celebration of the dance. You do fussy, fussy, fussy. You do Martha Graham, Martha Graham, Martha Graham. You know, Madonna, 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 Madonna. Madonna, Madonna. You keep it all inside.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: love that part yeah that was great thank uh, you Nick. thank <laughs> you that's my favorite
1: part yeah that was oh uh, he just and it, it's also like armand's breaking mm-hmm. point where he's like yes, enough enough with the crap like oh got exactly. enough going on you know
0: Yeah, uh, leads to i believe it's uh armand and his son are talking and then it's nathan lane that walks in Hearing the conversation. Yeah. So if I he's, it,
1: well, he pulls him off to the side and he says, I need to ask you a favor. And he's, you know, he's like, What? You want me to hide everything about myself? like, No, yeah. you know, I can't. I won't do it. It's ridiculous. And that's and the then, reveal
0: to Armand that yeah. Barbara's family is the ultra conservative senators. Family. Right.
1: And so, you know, again, parents will do anything for their children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He agrees to do it. Yeah. But the big question is, what do we do with Albert? <laughs> yes. Oh, you know? yeah, I love that. Which
0: first leads to them just wanting to get rid of him completely. Where am I going? But that would be to me. It'd be, oh, yeah. It, well, be, yeah. And also, to it would bring on a, a nuclear-level... <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah,
1: yeah! Absolutely, the tantrum would be unbelievable, which we do actually get to see at yes. one point. But oh, yeah. then
0: we, they decide, how about we make him Uncle Armand?
1: Yeah, uh, not Uncle Albert. Sorry, uh, Uncle Albert.
0: Uncle Albert. Yeah. And too many A names.
1: When he first walks in, you know, uh-huh. you see him in the suit, and you're like, oh, "All yeah. right." And then but he then sits down, but then, then it's, yes. it's the little mannerisms, and you see the the pink socks, say, yeah. Yeah. and then he goes. Wow! oh yeah what <laughs> one, a color, yeah right? one must have a splash of color
2: <laughs> I like the part where Robin kind of puts uh, Nathan Lane through straight boot camp I think that was and before the, the <laughs> two right that's <laughs> what I would like yeah. to call it yeah yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah it yeah. was a quick uh, straight boot camp at the local delicatessen. <laughs>
2: yeah yeah I think what am I I'm gonna yeah it's like an outdoor
1: remember. coffee you
0: yeah, know yeah. like
2: cafe probably one of their usual thing. cafes yeah but he's starting to get on him about little mannerisms. And he, uh, this is another part I'm going to quote. This part he goes, oh, look, look, just just, just butter the toast like that. And then. You take your knife
4: and you smear. Men smear. Smear, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Get the ah! pinky down. Hold oh. the knife boldly yeah. in my strength. Ah! No, I'm telling you, I pierced the toast. <laughs>
2: Straight men don't care. They just smear. They smear. 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 And one of my favorite parts, he goes, we got to work on our walk. What's wrong with my walk? No, look, look. You want to be masculine, okay? Just give it a shot. This this is is a great line. And my mom used to laugh at this all the time. Part where he goes, okay, just just think John Wayne. And then he does the walk, right? He does the John Wayne walk.
0: Actually, it's
4: perfect. I just never realized John Wayne walked like that. (laughs)
0: Wait <laughs> also a capper to the, that entire scene though too is mm-hmm. i believe it, he bumps into the guy at the table yes. yes and then
4: oh i'm terribly sorry take it easy yeah,
0: hey well, you take it easy pilgrim well, he bumped into me
4: tough gazungus why are you being such a prick why are you being such an asshole are you calling me an asshole actually i'm talking to the asshole behind you <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, the
1: whole the whole thing was just, you know, the One,
0: it's a very classic cinema sequence. Yeah. Oh great. When you think cage it's that sequence, the straight boot camp mm-hmm. sequence, and also what we were talking about the rehearsals on stage.
1: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The you know, the the trials and tribulations of the openly gay, yes. flamboyant, feminine gay male who's struggling to try to be <laughs> straight. Yeah. And, you know, it's, again, I think it's one of those things that push the boundaries because underlying all of that is the, you know, is the gay culture, uh, you know, of 1996 in Palm, West Palm Beach, Florida, where it's very open and over the top and overt and in your face and all of that stuff. But mm-hmm. it, it's the way he's been all his life. Oh, yeah. He hasn't been ashamed of it and never has been. And so now he's forcing himself to try to be something that he can't. And it, there would be like one of us mm-hmm. trying to shave our beards, and become a woman. Yeah, you right. You know, and it would just, we'd never be passable. We'd never be passable. So. But then
0: also, too, talking about how this has been, how uh, Albert's been all of his life, there's a part of Armand's past that they go revisit and visit Val's mom in hopes to try to bring normalcy to whatever this events are going to be for the night. And right. And that, that leads to Christine Baranski's entrance into the movie, which how we praised her earlier in this oh, shows. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tenfold as they reconnect, and just we realize what truly happened. Where she just basically shows up in his room, and he's just like, Let's see what all the straight guys have been talking yeah, about. They, uh, yeah, exactly. In the dressing
1: room, he's like, well, Why not? Let's try it. And they'd, they'd been drinking and stuff like that. And so, uh, uh, and, and she loved every minute of it, and yeah. he enjoyed himself somewhat. But it just wasn't his cup of tea, you know but that it kind of thing, valid. right? And yes. they got them Val.
2: Yeah,
1: um, they have a very
2: good exchange between the two of them when they talk about Val. And they stuff do, like that.
1: they do, you know. And I, it and does I love, sound like
2: a loving mother and right. a loving, you know. She, she, she wasn't, wasn't in, really a mother. She no, wasn't no, 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 not really that. But she was kind like, she, now she, she knew
1: is that Albert, she knew that Albert was a loving mom, the loving mother right. in, in the relationship. She was, you know, he was the, the nurture. Um, along with Armand yeah. and um, you know and and she says at one point to Val, you know like I'm sorry, you know, am sorry if I wasn't there more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, if this is the least that I can do for you, it's my pleasure to exactly. do so, you know, and they he's like exactly. thanks mom, you know, yeah. and it's it, it's just a great exchange. It's a great exchange, it's, it's a great
0: exchange between them. Also too, uh, through that scene with and Brancott it leads into <laughs> a very poignant moment of the entire movie where first Albert walks in on them. Just and she's playing with his chest hair. Playing with his chest hair yeah. and everything. Mm-hmm. Albert freaks out. <coughs> Drives himself home. <laughs> it's, that's what I was just laughing about. Oh, yes. yeah,
2: Watch
1: him. <laughs> <when he laughs> starts up the car and... Uh, <laughs> and then trying to shift it into gears. Leaving yeah. Armand stranded. Yeah.
0: Oh, and as Armand put it, he's probably driving... 20 miles an hour with an emergency brake on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which so funny. It does oh. lead into uh, our Albert busting in the house to get his toothbrush because he's going to Egyptian. Yeah, he's so, going Egyptian.
1: He's going to, and I'm trying to remember the name of the place. It was. Uh, to
4: Los Copas.
1: They're like, it, the only thing that's there is a, is a graveyard. And he's like, I know. Yeah.
3: And so <laughs> but, yeah, uh, uh, so uh, dramatic. <laughs>
0: Albert swarms off. <laughs> And then we get Armand catching up to him at the bus stop, mm. sitting down, and we get a really good back and forth conversation.
1: Yeah, it's where they're signing the. Um, uh, oh Palmonia God! Area? Yeah, Palimony Agreement. Yeah, basically. basically splitting everything that they have. Like yeah. how
4: I, we're now linked. My cemetery is in Key Biscayne. It's one of the prettiest in the world. It's lovely trees, the sky is blue, the birds. Well, in Las Copas, really, shit. What a pain in the ass you are. That's true. You're not young, and you're not new, and you do make people laugh. And me, I'm still with you because you make me laugh. So you know what I got to do? I got to sell my plot and keep his cane, so I can get one next to you in that shithole Las Copa so I never miss a laugh. What's this? Read it. I don't understand. What's so difficult? It's the palimony agreement. I told you I had it. It says... I have the right to give you half of everything I own. Well, I thought it would be safer if something happens to one of us. But... Who owns it now? You two. Well, I... I don't want it. Well, then give me half. Oh. Quick, give me a pen. I don't want all of this, Armand. Sign it. There, we're partners. You own half of my life, and I own half of yours. Half of the club? What does it matter? Take it all. I'm 50 years old. There's only one place in the world I call home, and it's because you're there. So take it. What difference does it make if I say you can stay or you say I can stay? It's ours. We're tied together, you know? It's like I'm going to have to go
1: buy a, a grave, <laughs> grave site in that, that little shitty little island. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in that <laughs> shitty cemetery <laughs> because I don't want to be away from you, you know? and yeah. so it's That just, was
0: another yeah, really it's, good it's exchange that teared year. me up.
1: It's they're right there in the harbor. They're sitting at the it bus stop. You know, almost in the, crew yeah, ships are a back a the them same
0: vein thing. as uh, the Woody Allen scene in Manhattan, as they're sitting next to the yeah. Brooklyn Bridge. Very yeah, yeah.
1: The simple scene. It's just beautiful, beautiful exchange between Armand and and Albert, and you know, just really showing how much they love one another. And that's when that's when
0: uh, the makeover happens. Well, yeah, and
1: that's that's when uh, Armand mm-hmm. decides. You know what? Fuck it. No, this is You're that's here. the person that I love. This is your mom. No, we're gonna we're gonna make this work. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it ends up being uh, Albert who throws the ultimate curveball. Oh, yeah. yeah. After the
0: whole house gets the makeover, yo, yeah. even Agador gets a little yeah. bit of a makeover. Just take oh. away. Don't add. Yeah. I <laughs> love <laughs> that. I got the cross from the thrift store. <laughs> <laughs> and I got books.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's like, playboy, and all this. just don't take away. Or don't add. Yeah, don't don't add. Track, just take just away. Subtract. Yeah. Uh, and then
0: Keelys finally show up and yeah, everything. Who-
1: the whole time are being pursued by two guys from the National Enquirer. Yeah. oh yeah, that's the whole thing because yeah. of the, w- the, all the controversy the, uh, that's
0: going on with Keelys and yeah. his uh, political partners mm-hmm. and everything, the press are hot on their tail. <laughs> yeah, and by the way, to
1: jump back to that, that's okay. one. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of my favorite moments too. Right. Is when uh, Senator Keelys trying to climb out the window. Yeah, and he gets about three steps down, and there's the entire uh-huh. armada of the press is yeah. there, and you know that the the driver is the one who tipped him off. Oh, yeah. everybody, and they took you know he took twenty dollar payouts here and there from everybody and he just he gives a whole speech <laughs> from the latter on the second story visit of the window to her
0: fiance's family yes.
1: <laughs> there's, there, there's going to be a union a wedding I can't, or, you know, I can't really discuss it right now. And, uh, there'll be a union, and there's going to be much love, and we, hopefully we can put all this behind <laughs> us. Oh, that is. Oh, uh, uh, Hackman's watching delivery. Watching him just stammer through that whole thing Oh, was, yeah. uh, oh. and
2: uh, can I bring up this? I hope it's not yeah. too early. This is during the party. Um, with all their prep and planning, that I thought it was very funny that they forgot about their plates. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. They did Ooh. everything else. Bro. Yeah, we'll get to that we'll in a second. That right. off I'm we'll not too far in. in, am I? No, no yeah. You're, oh, you're right you're, there. You're not going to get a little no.
0: bit of a good cocky. Okay, good, 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 good. <laughs>
1: That's kind of a great way to sum that up. <laughs> 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 uh,
0: okay. The, the Go ahead. Achilles finally show up, and they're sitting around talking and everything, and they're asking about Val, Val's mom.
3: Right. Mm-hmm. And well,
0: in the meantime, they left a note at the front gate Basically for Val's mom to go, okay, you know what, we changed her mind, just we'll call you and we'll explain everything later. Yeah. mm -hmm. Which the reporters get their hands on the note. Right. Yes. But that also leads to when Val's real mom shows up.
1: Well, he calls her. Mm -hmm. She actually, she calls and says, I'm stuck in traffic. Yeah. And, you know, she's like, I got, I, you know, I got some sort of message. Not to come,
0: yeah.
1: you know, and he's like, "No, no, no, yeah, no, you're coming. No, go ahead and show up." Yeah, which you know, of course, causes the uh, mm-hmm. calamity to sh- ensue. Yeah, but uh, oh. you know, the this is where Agador mm-hmm. really starts to shine because he doesn't, you know, he's there's a scene earlier on where he's wearing one of Albert's wigs and it's a red yeah. curly wig and uh, super flamboyant mm-hmm. and very open and very funny and and just charming as all get out. And um, about the only thing he can really make is, um, oh, what was the coffee that he made? I can't remember the, the style of coffee. Yeah, it was some Turkish coffee. Turkish, that's yeah. what it was. Turkish coffee. And he's like, what's a sludge? Sludge. And then Albert comes in and tips it, and He's like, oh, Turkish coffee. And he's like, yeah. see, I told you. <laughs> and, you know, but that's all he can do. And yeah. so later he's like, you know, Agador. Uh, they make him the, the, the butler. You know, yeah. I am the butler, Agador Spartacus. And, and he's like, Go put your shoes on. Why are you barefoot? And he's like, ah, I do not wear shoes. It's because he doesn't ever walk in them. As much as Albert doesn't drive, yeah. Agador doesn't walk in shoes. He's always barefoot.
4: He's the shoes. Good evening. I am Spartacus. The Goldman's butler, please come me.
1: And he walks out and steps on the, the throw rug and slips, <laughs> <laughs> right on his face. <laughs> and you hear the when he hits the ground. Oh Jesus! And it's just you know very Keystone Cop sort of comedy of errors, as we know. Oh, exactly, absolutely. everything just compounds yeah. on one another. And then, you know, and
0: uh, I think this would be a good time to reveal. Val's real mom showing up as we we've discussed yes. how much Albert is Val's real mom.
1: Well, to throw one to fill really quick, the, oh, yeah. the you know Agador who his you know is preparing dinner. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, which, you know, peasant soup. And like, what the hell's peasant soup? He's like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. You know, and you're, there's shrimp in there. Yeah, and he's like, you know, like what? You know, there's egg and there's shrimp and there's all kinds of crap yeah. in it. And so they're getting ready to serve dinner, and they got the place settings
4: in front of them. right now looking at the bowls. What kind of morons at the table without looking at the bowls? Oh, that's it. Oh, it's just stop ladling. whole plate. Wow. Just Why'd you get out of, the way. Out of that? And wait, wait, there's
1: trim. They got the place settings in front of them. Yeah. yeah. And this yeah. is the plates that, <laughs> that Phil was talking about. Yeah. And they're like, what are those... What are those boys doing? Are they playing leapfrog? <laughs> <laughs> they were erotic. Clearly, players. they're hammering one another. And uh, so they're taking a really, like, get my glasses, you know? And they're like, let's take a good look. And so they, they rush to grab the soda the pot, the pot, pot. Yeah, they so it, <laughs> Fill it full of soup really quick. Peasant soup, you know. Before and, they could see what yeah, they're really doing. Bitter as hell. And they get into some heated discussions and mm. all this stuff. And oh, uh, this does
0: oh, yeah. re- go to one scene with the plates and everything as they're in the kitchen trying to r- figure out what the hell is going on. The scene where Robin Williams slips and drops everything.
4: Oh, it was unscripted.
0: It was unscripted. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Scripted. And I but saw you can that Hank and Dead
2: Fireman are trying to hold back laughter. Yes.
4: Oh. I've got to get back there before they eat enough to see the bottom of the bowl. <laughs> Do, you don't Give me no time to job. Shut up. It's okay. We're all right. It's fine. Just shut up, goddamn you. It's all right. Stop crying. God damn you. What are you standing there for, Cole? Cole, she'll be here in a minute, Go! Damn it. Fuck the shrimp.
0: As you hear Robin read his dialogue, you can hear him breaking, like, yeah. oh shit, yeah. why did that just And happen? he covered it by
1: taking a huge swig from the wine bottle
0: <laughs> yeah, or cool. from the
1: cooking sherry or whatever yeah. it is. And it was totally beautiful. Lost it. Yeah. You know, we, we completely oh. glanced over the fact that that's where we get to see Albert revealed yes. as the loving mother who just yes. charms the shit out of Senator Keeley.
0: Well,. As the loving mother dressed as yes, the yes, loving yes, mother. Yes. Well, it's <laughs> well, you know, even yeah, better. Yeah, it's Albert's place
1: And they, they they cover up the name instead of a Goldman, it's Coleman. Coleman. And so they're not, so Jewish. They're not Jewish. Not 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 only are they gay, but they're gay Jews. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, which I'm. For the life of me, I have no idea why that would be taboo, but nonetheless, they, they but, change it around. and
0: yeah. uh, Just to add more to that. Yeah, <laughs> so
1: you get Albert who's there, you know, and, and, and being blonde very
0: charming. And
1: Jim uh, know, like, that's a real woman. Right yeah, there. and Diane Weiss is getting pissed because she's like, <laughs> uh-huh. oh, you know, why, don't you, why don't you just tell Mother Coleman that? You know, why don't, <laughs> or Coleman, you know, why don't, why don't you just uh, you know, throw more praise on Mother Coleman? <laughs> you know, and she's just getting jealous and pissed off, and uh, at one point we see the wig... Start to slip, yeah.
0: <laughs> and even Melissa the like jumps in,
1: yeah, <laughs> and so they they quickly fix her up, and but that's about the time that uh, yeah. Christine Bransky yeah, shows, shows up, up. Mm-hmm. and then it's revealed yeah, everything's <laughs> revealed. Uh, oh, he's you're, you're losing it because Gene he's, Hackman <laughs> so just confused as shit. Just dying I, don't, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah. And Diane, Weiss is like the mother's a man, <laughs> like his mother's a man, but that's just. Mother, but so I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> he, just, he just keeps repeating that. I don't understand. And is like, "You're an idiot." It's, oh, you know. Oh, oh God! Fuck oh, the are just the falling life. all over him. <laughs> yes.
0: Um, but oh, then man. that
1: brings the Clinex. kind of the climax and the ultimate dilemma for everybody is now everything's been revealed. We're okay with people getting married. You know, we're gonna we're gonna discuss it more. Well, more. At first, no. Yeah, at first they're like, "No, oh, yeah. you can't do it. We have to." We're call leaving. Off. We're out of here. And again being rich children or you know mm-hmm. the rich children of rich parents uh you know they're told no you can't mm-hmm. be married and so they kind of accept that fate um you know they they're upset about it but they have to kind of uh, accept that fate it was, more However, of, it was
0: more the achilles that were like kabosh yes, yeah. on it like albert and armand were just like we're fine with it
1: yeah uh this is who we are this is are what we do we own the club on your yeah homophobia. and so <laughs> Basically, what happens is is they're going to storm out. There's an entire armada of press yeah. who are standing at the Goldman's door,
0: yeah,
1: uh, waiting to get a picture of Senator Keeley coming yeah. out of this gay so, club owner. So basically, it was the apartment. the
0: senator that died with Hooker was I forget his name with his girls and. Hackman's like, oh, God, it's going to be Keeley with his men. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and uh, so then they hatch the plot yes, to, get, yep. to smuggle them Our out.
0: escape plan.
1: Yeah,
2: to, to smuggle them out of there, which is? Gene Hackman gets a real nice uh, makeover.
0: Looks just like Marilyn <laughs> Monroe. May- Big old blonde yes. wig and, and mole. The, the mole. Yeah, yes. the mole
1: and the, and the lipstick. And Diane so.
0: gets her uh, biker drag Yeah, the makeover. biker drag. <laughs> and and fishnets all
1: all with a leather hat. And and
0: <laughs> plus Clark gets her...
1: Kind of a her's oh,
0: like was a fairy. Her's her's like, like a fairy, fairy flapper uh, girl, yeah, you know, yeah, kind of short thing. hair and okay. stuff like that. Right. right. <clears throat> yeah,
2: we are family. And oh well, yeah. well, that's we're,
0: the we're, climax of the entire club. Is their ending? So their closer of their show so is that. that. Oh yeah, yeah exactly. For the whole everybody parties with the crowd. But, but yeah, <laughs>
2: and, of, and uh, Ellie goes, I don't want to be the only one not dancing <laughs> with anybody. Yeah, I know. Everybody's off. just dance with me, dance with me. No one will dance with me. It's at dress. I told him white would make me look fat.
4: Just
2: as pretty as the rest of these guys. Dance. Not your not barber. Don't leave me. Don't leave me here.
0: I don't want to be the only girl not dancing. Okay, just make your way towards the door. We'll be out of here in just a minute. Here to dance, baby.
1: Oh. here comes Nathan Lane. Yes, <laughs> and you know, it, there's one of the drag queens that's in the the club. Always reminded me of Fred Gwynn. <laughs>
3: uh,
1: oh. It's another one wearing a silver outfit with yeah. the you know and. and she, you know, she looks beautiful, mm-hmm. but she's fucking huge. She's like six mm-hmm. six. She's giant and has has kind of a deep voice too, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, hey, sugar, you know, it's like so <laughs> <laughs> so damn funny. But that's ultimately that's how they smuggled him out of the club. Yeah, yep, they get yeah. him out.
0: Um, they load up in the car, and the funny thing is, the Keeley's driver is just waiting, and Gene Hackman, I guess, getting too comfortable with his <laughs> costume. <laughs> Well, he Tell doesn't.
1: Him. He forgets that he's in the costume. Yes. He's like he assumed that the driver would recognize yeah. him, and that's way he tells him, you know, uh, you know, pull the club around or pull the car around back. I'll meet you in ten minutes. And he's like <laughs> fucking fuck? in your dreams, pal. <laughs> 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 it's just you know, it's outrageous. But then Great. you know, of course, uh, you get the. The fairy tale ending where they get married, yeah. and there's two yeah. distinct the, the sides: bride the bride, Ingram's Ingram's side,
0: side. <laughs> the ultra conservative side, and the drag queen, yeah, yeah. birdcage crew. And they're, right. you know,
1: they they one of the uh, one of the drag queens is talking about one of the politicians that's supposed to be sitting on that side, and I can't remember who it was. They said, but they're like, he's really handsome, you know. And it's, you know <laughs> Which one's the mother?
0: You know, back yeah, and forth. Back it's in just the, the, the
1: stereotypical movie. bullshit back and forth. But a great
0: closing credit sequence. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. great.
1: And so you get Kare- you know Christine Baranski who's there and she's tearing up, of course, because Val's getting married. And Then you have Albert who's losing his shit, <laughs> 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 just crying the whole time. Every time, you know, that Aramon
0: just sitting there being the doting husband, just yeah. like shut up, the <laughs> no
1: tissue to him and all that stuff. <laughs> this is one of those movies, um, and I have a handful in in my uh, library. Of films uh, that I absolutely will stop and watch no matter what scene uh, it's at. It could be five minutes from the end of the film. It could be you know at the beginning of it, and right smack in the middle. But this, like Big Fish, like Pulp Fiction, there's there's this is one of those films that I will just stop and lock on the TV and watch straight through to
0: the end. Oh, totally agree. Um, I recently bought the Blu-ray on it. And oh, cool. Well, cool and not, because I was a little pissed because I threw it in it no special features. Really? Yeah, I was so... They didn't have, like,
1: outtakes or anything nothing. like that? Son of a bitch. And that's
0: exactly what I wanted. Yes. Outtakes.
1: Yeah, I mean, we get one live in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which we'll... Which we, they we, kept in the cut. We'll re, re,
0: re, uh, rediscover that conversation in a moment, but I was disappointed in that, but I agree totally with you. When it comes to the birdcage, I, I've talked about it before, Bicentennial Man is my top favorite Robin movie of all time, Birdcage is up there. It is way up there on the list because it's such... It was that perfect storm of a movie. It was perfect movie Jingo.
1: Right. And you know what? Fuck it. I think I'm going to watch it tonight.
0: <laughs> I know. I feel like watching
1: I, it too. I think I have tonight off. I think yeah. I'm going to sit with my wife because I just... I, there's... I, I can't... I don't want to. I don't want to pass by on this. I want. To, I. I don't want to pass it up. I want to watch this film now. So. Well, that
2: actually leads to the uh, trivia. I mean, both you and director Paul Thomas Anderson uh, has said that this movie is one of the two films that, without fail or question, will make me him stop dead in his tracks and watch all the way through, no oh, matter that's what. Cool. Yeah, no matter what else is happening or needs to get done. <laughs> the other film is uh, Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. So it's this one in The Shining. <laughs> That's uh,
1: a pretty broad spectrum. It is a broad, isn't it? <laughs> that is an interesting double feature. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it is. For t- Paul
2: uh, Thomas uh, Anderson, that's, it's that's perfect. great. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, uh, the, the, that leads more into the trivia yeah. of the movie here.
1: This is really just kind of a reiteration of the one that we talked about a minute ago, Uh which was the the Robin Williams slip and fall Mm -hmm. during the shrimp scene was not planned. Uh, Williams really fell, and he, Hank Azaria, and Dan Futterman are holding back laughter.
0: And you can see it in all their faces. And like I said, if I can find the audio clip for it, I will splice it in. Oh, yeah, and
1: I'll try to throw it up on our, uh, you know, once we post it, I'll try to throw it up on the webpage as well, just that clip, because it is, okay, first of all, for Hank Azaria and Mm -hmm. for Robin Williams Uh to almost break, yeah. Is gold you've gone, you've absolutely oh, yeah. gold? Because those
0: dudes are stone. Yes, when They're... it comes to breaking, they, oh, do, they can do everything in front of your face to make you break. Oh yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, that actually ties to this one here. Uh, Mike, uh, director Mike Nichols yeah, had to this. be covered, had to be covered by a sound blanket <laughs> during the toast scene because he was laughing so he's hard. Laughing the... I not. <laughs> the yes. there. He yeah.
1: totally had to be. <laughs> I'm yes. sorry, I thumped on the table because it made me laugh. No, that I know it drives you crazy. But I. I actually uh, uh, dug this one. Filmmaker and PBS producer Rick McKay was hired by director Mike Nichols months before filming of uh, Birdcage actually began. Um, he went to Paris, London, San Francisco, Atlanta to make feature-length documentary uh, about drag queens. McKay did his, uh, the research and all that stuff so to find out everything he could about drag queens all over the world and interview and film and performance. Uh, of these drag queens he, the finished documentary was what was used to train Nathan Lane and Robin Williams on the nuances of of you know the lifestyle be, yeah the lifestyle mm-hmm. of being a drag queen and a performer so i well, that's i a, thought pretty pretty that's cool. a
0: good piece of info well,
1: you know it, it's not only cool but Fuck you, guys. Yeah. Fuck, you, fuck you, Robin Williams and Nathan Lane. Yeah. As an actor, son of a bitch, I've had to do so much of my own research. Yeah. To have somebody specifically go out and film a documentary just to show you, to teach you your thing, they didn't oh. have to do any of the footwork, the bastard. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, you yeah. know,
0: that Nathan Lane and Robin Williams are, though, they yeah. probably did a lot of their own footwork, too. Because, yeah, you get a documentary handed off to you, mm-hmm. that is uh, a tip of the iceberg, basically of probably the world that they dove into. Yeah. Uh, kind of to go along with the one Phil said about mm-hmm. Mike Nichols and the sound blanket, <clears throat> Mike Nichols required the Nathan Lane and Rob Williams film at least one good take, basically going by the script before he allowed them to have that it.
1: Right, Which, because they're both known for their improvisational yeah. skills.
0: Uh, and that, I, I'd almost say that rule probably trickled into Hank's area, and probably... Tr- trickled in Christine Bransky too. Oh, yeah. There's
1: there's so much about each of these characters on here that went <laughs> above and beyond what they needed to to deliver the performances that they, that well, they did in this. Exactly. Like, and uh,
0: also, to working with Nathan Lane and Robin Williams, that mentality kind of rubs off on you, too. Like, how free-willing they are to experiment and yeah. mold it. Gives the actor that they're working with that like confidence enough to be like, you know what, let me... Let me try that real quick. Yeah, oh, that worked. You know, the, just, well, there was a lot of trust there.
1: Yeah, the, you know, there's there's a famous quote uh, by Bruce Lee when he's talking about you know how to how to be when you're a <laughs> martial artist, and that's you know, uh, be like water. Yes, oh, you know, be like water, water be, be fluid. Like water. You know, mm-hmm. you put it in a teapot, it becomes a teapot. You put it in a cup, it becomes a cup. Love that. You know, water can flow, or it can crash, but it's fluid. It's fluid, mm-hmm. and I think that that is a great analogy towards the performances in this. Film, they, they were, were fluid. very, very fluid. Nothing ever felt like it was formed with rigidity or anything like that. It was just this fluid, mo- um, uh, uh, movement. And j- well, j- I mean, it just flowed perfectly. Oh, yeah, uh, you know, so anyway, well, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. Part of the effort
2: was uh, Hank Azaria created two different voices for the character of uh, uh Agadar. Uh, one being somewhat more masculine uh, voice and the other one being higher pitched. Now, he was really worried about the second one being too stereotypical until he asked a guy friend of his which one would be more realistic. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know.
0: (laughs) And then another one that kind of go along with that one, Mm -hmm. during the filming, Hank Azaria realized uh, that I believe it was his more uh, flamboyant voice. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Was based on his grandma. His grandmother. Yeah, his grandma. He didn't even realize it until he until was... After uh, he he was like, oh, crap, until you know, after he saw it. Oh, crap, he's going to kill me. Until after he saw it. Here's
1: something that hits a little close... For, for us, yeah. because you and I did a musical together yeah uh, called A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Forum, right which Nathan Lane starred in that, and I That's believe right. won a Tony for that on Broadway. Awesome. But the song that is sung by Armand and Ka- uh, Catherine in the office, Christine Bransky, Love is in the Air, is a song that was actually cut from the Stephen Sondheim musical A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Forum, ah. originally supposed to be the first number in the show, which mm-hmm. I was... Yeah. Uh, yep. Fortunate enough to open with the song. Yep. Uh, it was originally supposed to be the first number in the show. It was replaced by the song Comedy Tonight, sung by Nathan Lane in the 1996 Broadway revival. Exactly. I love oh that because God. it kind of touches home yes, for you and us.
2: Does. Everybody got to have a maid, you yeah, know? That's right.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to do
2: it. Oh, you I'll uh, so, so good. Yeah, I was uh, Marcus Lycus. By the way. Oh, can you do your, do your impersonation of my character? You remember when you did Marcus like, like us? I'm trying to. You, I, I, it was over the top. See, I was more down uh, down the level, but you. Played him up. Oh, when I, I went it. really over the top. Oh, oh, hail Milits Gloriosa! Oh,
1: hail Milits Gloriosa! thank you. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, that was fun.
1: That um, was a fun awesome. play. Another friend of our show and a family member, I guess you could say, yeah. Mike Alonso, going oh, to yeah. sell his ass out right now <laughs> during the performance of that play. Oh yeah. Uh, he plays hero. He's yeah. the guy who falls in love with the virgin, mm-hmm. uh, you know, who's who's going to be... Basically, she's becoming a courtesan, and, and yeah. she's going to be a whore. Yeah. Uh, he falls in love with her, and he professes his love to her down on one knee while she's up on this balcony. The entire run of the show, we sat the entire cast who wasn't on stage, and there was only two people on stage, the rest of us, the entire cast, mm-hmm. act, you know... Like, Background, scenery, everything sat stage... uh, We were stage right. Let me see. Yeah, we were stage right right in the wings because Michael would squat down and under his toga, you could see his junk. (laughs) (laughs) His bits and pieces were hanging out for the entire (laughs) number. And he didn't know until we got about (laughs) three... No, I think it was after the first week. After the first week. The first week we finally. He's like, "What are you guys doing?" And we, find, so we finally, finally <laughs> spilled the beans and told him. Your giblets were. Hey, torn. your uh, your bits and pieces are hanging out on the. <laughs> like, why are you wearing no underwear, you numbnut? <laughs> so. Oh God! You uh, the stage
2: and walked behind him after that. After yeah. we told him, we kept going, Franks the beans. Yeah, Frank the Beans. Beans. <laughs> <Frank to> beans.
0: <laughs> so there you go, <laughs> Michael. There you go. That's yeah, for you, buddy. Hey, we musty man. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I wanted to immortalize you somehow. Oh, that was
0: great. <laughs> okay, um, I guess I'll take the next one. Sure, <laughs> uh, please do. Uh, in the movie, Cliss Lockhart's character is not even 19, as stated by her family. God. And mm-hmm. actually, she's 31 at the time of filming, and likewise with Dan Federman as Val is supposed to be 20, but in reality, he's 27. So it kind of shows you the age range yeah. they are, and how sometimes older actors really do play younger actors really well.
2: Oh, yeah. Um, here's another one. Uh, Robin Williams, seventh film to gross over $100 million in the U.S.
1: Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. There was another one on here. Hang on. I'm, I'm going to try to track this one down. No problem. I think I shot past it here. Yes, this one. This is the one that I thought was really good. Um, with $18.3 million, had the highest uh, weekend opening gross with an openly gay character in the lead until... And this is from 1996. Oh, yeah. Okay, 1996. It wasn't until... 13 years later in 2009, well, um, 13 years later, did I say that right? Yeah, Yeah, 13 13 years years. later in 2009, my man, man. There you go. When Bruno, uh, Sacha Brown Cohn's Bruno, was featured in his own film. That's right. So, 13 years later, I mean, when it was much more acceptable with the gay culture and all that stuff that.
0: Uh, and yeah, I think that, with, that was,
1: that's a huge that's a huge thing to, to It's clear. a huge
0: thing, and I think it shows more towards birdcage than anything else. Because with Bruno, the only uh, to me, honestly, Bruno, the reason it made the money it did, it was the shock factor.
3: Mm-hmm. It, well,
0: yeah, it wasn't really the fact that the character was gay. No, it, it was, was the shock <clears throat> factor of Chasten uh, cone screwing with people across country.
1: Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Oh, here's here's a good one. Mike Nichols recommended the improvisation of the line, but you keep it all inside. Which is said by Robin Williams. Ah, there that you. was the director's idea. Really? Yes. So uh,
1: that, uh, that that was one totally of those scenes cool. where I would assume was Robin Williams' idea. Uh, that's what I thought. That's see, but that that just shows you how simpatico. <laughs> <laughs> David Allen Greer was originally cast as the yes, role of the Butler, I like this but one.
2: the racial implications and the cultural differences from the play caused the production
1: to combine the Butler role in Hank Azaria's character. Yeah, the only thing that I can think there is that. Because it was, you know, it's 1996. Yeah, you know, coming off of *In Living Color* yeah. and the strong, uh, you know, like the strong comedic black characters. Yeah. I think that it may have put a negative spin in some of the more conservative eye.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, having a black gay character, you know,
0: would have play that hands. role.
1: But I, that's I absolutely would have cast you know like David I'm Alan Grier not knowing totally yeah. about Hank Azaria I yeah. absolutely would have cast David Alan Grier I'm he's absolutely. such a great character actor this uh, will yeah. this will be my final fact I'm gonna throw out here but while Albert acts as mother uh, Armand describes her to Senator Keeley as the girl from Grover's Corners oh. uh, Senator Keeley replies that Grover's Corners is a great place to call home Grover's Corners is actually a fictional uh, you know the uh, idyllic. Small town in Thornton Wilder's famous stage play, Our Town. So again,
0: <laughs> more nods to
1: the yeah, world of theater. Yeah, you know that being the consummate theater, uh, you know performer and theater owner that Armand Goldman is, he immediately pulled that from another w- well-known musical. Well, this
0: episode has been a freaking blast. Oh my god, oh, yeah. I, so fun!
1: I, I love this, and I love that. You know, there's small little things that we can relate to in this, you know, that mm-hmm. we, we found out about this. Uh, it occurred to me that um, I have a lot of my acting, um, you know, a lot of my roles as an actor, I should say, or the plays that I've been involved in mirror uh, Nathan Lane. Um, two of them, uh, funny thing happened on the way to the forum, and uh, one of my favorites, which was uh, The Boys Next Door, both starred uh, Nathan Lane. One was a TV. Uh, run. It was a made-for-TV movie, which was The Boys Next Door. Norman Bolanski played a uh, mentally challenged character, and uh, I absolutely loved that. Found out Nathan Lane played that character. And then uh, funny thing happened on the way to the Forum. I got to play Pseudalus, which was also um, made famous by Nathan Lane on Broadway.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, and then I was in Guys and Dolls, which Nathan Lane was in the revival, won uh, Tony for that, I believe. Or mm-hmm. uh, was you know part of the ensemble, the, the whole cast yeah. won for revival. Um, so mm-hmm. it's it's just kind of an honor to be in that same oh, company, you know. Uh, it is, isn't it? That's yeah. Awesome. And
0: with that being said, uh, we do our rapid fire all the time at the end of these why nots. And Nathan Lane <laughs> is going to be the subject of our rapid fire this Sweet. time because, like we've been saying before with the Robin Williams ones, we can mm-hmm. talk Robin Williams and we'll be talking about him for another four hours. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. So this is going to be our rapid fire. We do. We did do an agreement on our first one because all of us were going to recommend it. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Mailbooks is... Remake of the producers, yes. The, oh, that was pretty. Well, good. the musical, the, the musical, musical take on it yeah, of, yeah, the take of the producers, and uh, in, in
1: both not only stage on Broadway, yeah. with Matthew Broderick, but then also the the feature film, which was amazing, very
0: under under underrated flick. Yes, it is.
1: Mm-hmm. It's uh, <laughs> he plays uh, Bialystok. Yeah, Max yes. Bialystok. Yeah. the uh, the the consummate. Snowball artist producer, you know. I yeah, yeah awesome. I love that. And it's the
0: chemistry between him and Matthew Broderick is freaking brilliant. As, yes, as hard as it is to uh, follow Gene Wilder and who was the guy? Oh my God, I can't think of his name right now.
1: Oh, oh, the the, the guy who played uh, Bialystok in the original one. Yeah, in the original film. Yeah, uh, Our Meryl apologies on that. Yeah, I'm sp- okay because I mentioned. Guys and Dolls, and I have Stubby K yeah. stuck in my head as the character that,
0: yeah. you know, that i next Two nice brilliant nice actors and the original producers, yes. Matthew Broderick and Nathan Lane, mm-hmm. came in their own and formed the same chemistry and the same back and forth in this one. And when it was decided to take it from stage to move the screen... Mm. They knew the only way to do it was to bring them in
1: again. Uh, it just occurred to me that's that's what introduced me to theater when I took my very first theater class. Oh. the last production that we did um, for Hello, Dog. Uh, the last production that we did in our theater class was my my friend Scotty Ferris. You know. Oh yeah. Um. Uh. Danny Moff, uh, Andrew. I can't think of his last name, but we we did a culmination of musical scenes, and I got to play. Gay Hitler <laughs> uh, from, the, you know, from, uh, Hell uh, uh, Me. Yes. Oh, and that's, that was it. I had a sh- uh, shoe polish that I put on my nose mm-hmm. and I did the whole thing, you know, every hot thing, hot thing, not no, no, no. Oh, yeah. It was. Oh, God. That was <laughs> my introduction to theater. And that was in, uh, Nathan Lane reprised, you that's know, awesome. that, all that on there, too. That's so, awesome. yeah, that's weird. That's, that's funny.
0: Wow, uh, you
2: really are in good company there, pal. I guess so, man. I guess so. So. Um.
0: I'll go first with uh, our individual recommendations. Sure. Okay. Um, my re- first recommendation, and only recommendation, is going to be 1993's Life with Mikey. The mm-hmm. Michael J. Fox movie, uh, Nathan Lane plays Michael J-, Michael J. Fox's partner in their talent agency. Mm-hmm. Very underrated flick because, one, it kind of flew under a lot of radars because it was just kind of that kid movie where they're trying to get a kid famous and everything and, and talking about Michael J. Fox's life as a child actor in the movie. But it's a funny, heart heartwarming, as cheesy as that sounds, movie.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And there's a lot of like key things in there too. Like there's a part where, for the wrestling fans here, Jerry Lawler is in a wrestling match in a mask in that movie. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I first saw the movie, I was like, it's freaking Lawler. <laughs> mm-hmm. But honestly, the movie is one of those like Ken and Jim's that just you can watch it and go, why didn't I watch this before? <laughs> <laughs> so that's my recommendation is life with mikey well
2: phil so would you like to go next i would love to go next i can't recommend just one i've got two here so i uh, i'm going to recommend mouse hunt because oh, awesome his one. starring role in that was just great <laughs> uh you know it's like that's ah, down baby down you know yeah. stuff like that is uh his delivery in that is terrific, and it's one of the last really good slapstick movies that doesn't feel overly forced. And uh, I really enjoyed that. And uh, I would also recommend um, the movie At First Sight for his supporting role. Okay, uh, yeah, in that. Well, yeah, definitely, because that's
0: a very, very underrated one. It, yeah. it is. It's
2: just, it just it show it shows his range. Granted, Nathan Lane is still being funny, but you know, you've got you got the overtop the top slapstick of Mouse Hunt, and at first sight, take a look at those. Yeah, it's just it's just a nice little highlight.
1: Uh, I'm going to throw two out there. One because it's just a it's just a quick little mm-hmm. you know ping on the radar, but it's it's a funny little ping oh, on the radar, yeah. uh, which is his his role in uh, Austin Powers Gold Member. Oh probably. God, well, uh, he doesn't even speak a line technically. Yeah, yeah no, but he, he, just he gives it. a glance. Exactly, <laughs> yes. he just gives a you know the funny glance, and it, mm-hmm. it's. Uh, it's just him being him, and it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. But if I'm really going to, if I'm really going to say one that I, I loved him in, and I completely forgot about this until I was going through some of his uh, filmography. Okay, got here. Uh, he was in one of my favorite <laughs> underrated comedies, Joe Versus the Volcano. Oh my oh. gosh! Very yeah, <laughs> very. He plays Ba the Wapini <laughs> <Definitely laughs> of Ants man Definitely. I'm sure why not. Uh, yes. Yeah. Oh god. Joe and I, Volcano. I, a lot of people, i I was surprised. I guess I really wasn't surprised how many people kind of shit on that film. You know, they were like, oh, they were really trying to push well, I mean, the Meg Ryan, Tom Hanks yeah. sort of thing. And you know, it was and still
0: Tom Hanks' early... Yeah, coming off me- of Sleepless in Seattle Tom and me- all that. Actually, I think Joe vs. the Volcano was before It, was, it was way before. Was it really? Yeah. Oh, it was way 1990, before.
1: 1990, I thought... I no, it was 1980s. Well, no, no, 1990 was when Joe vs. the Volcano came out. It wasn't. I
0: could have swore. It went Joe vs. the Volcano then Sleepless in Seattle. Really? Yeah. Yep.
2: And then it went,
0: you got mail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, okay. it was their first pairing in it. Okay, that was their first. It was, yeah. I think the real main thing everybody was kind of like eh, about was one. People were still getting comfortable with Tom Hanks as that lead. Yeah, right. But right. also to the dark tone of the movie.
1: Yeah, it was a, it was much darker with yeah. death being the kind of the forefront of what he was doing. I, I'm going to for
0: myself walking You know, that's the fun romp everybody wants. The brain to cloud. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Meg Ryan, three different characters she played in this. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's once once he gets to the island with the volcano, that's where you... That's where I first saw Nathan Lane as Ba, the, the Waponi ad, ad, advance man. But, uh, yeah. So, check him out if you get a chance in Joe versus the Volcano.
0: So, that kind of uh, gives it the closure here. Um, as we do with all these why nots. Honestly, if you have any kind of reason to say why not Rob Williams, then Check your pulse. <laughs>
1: right. I, and this is one where he's equally represented in the talent pool yeah. by yeah. so many other talented actors. So if you really want to see, I think Robin Williams does a runaway with a lot of his performances. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he just outshines, and not on purpose, not yeah. intentionally, no, no, no. but he just outshines with his ability. Mm-hmm. If you want to see something where he's really pushed to be the best that he can be, The Birdcage, I think, is the film to watch because you have so many other funny actors in this and he just gets to shine I love Mm -hmm. him in this honestly this movie I get out there and see it whatever you can do if you have to buy it go buy it I dare you to try to find a friend who doesn't have this I guarantee you somebody in your group of friends will rant about this for hours it's one of those movies that once you get talking about it you can't stop and the only reason you would stop is to watch it so why not the birdcage
4: Al, you old so-and-so. How do you feel about that call today? I mean, the Dolphins, 4th and 3 play on their 30-yard line with only 34 seconds to go. How do you think I feel? (laughs) Betrayed, bewildered.